sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. This is Ignition. Welcome to Ignition, a radio show and podcast for the new evangelization. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to launch your own efforts to explain the Catholic faith and to invite others to live it. Before we get into today's topic, we want to remind you that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode, anything that we discuss, or you've got ideas for future episodes, please contact us. The best way to do that is either by email, ignition at sfcatholic.org, again, ignition at sfcatholic.org, or you can tweet to us, sfdiocese, use the hashtag ignition, sfdiocese, hashtag ignition. Father Andrew Dickinson, my illustrious co-host, is uh, directing, helping direct a retreat um, as we're recording this. So I have with me my new regular guest co-host, or one of them, Emily Hoffman. Hi, Emily. Hello, Chris. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thank you so much. 2015. Can you believe it? Somebody in the hallway said it. Sounds like a nice number. I agree. 2014 was so even. See, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm a lover of evens. Really? I like odds. Do you? Says a lot about you. What can I say? <laughs> it's going to be a good year. It's going to be a good year. And obviously it's clearly going to be a good podcast too, the way we're starting off today. Obviously. Yes. So actually, what are we going to talk about today, Emily? I feel like we've just run a marathon of Christmas. Yes. And I have a whole bunch of questions for you about the Christmas season. Which I think ended when? Not. Long. What? What? Oh, really? Yes, it did. <laughs> not. <laughs> did not. See, end. this is why I'm asking see, you what, the question. It's a good thing this is at a video podcast because then people can't see all the, what are you all talking our, about? Gestures. Our hand to each gestures. Other. Like, like, wait, like what? The raised eyebrows. Wait, hold on. I thought we were going <laughs> to. Yeah, we uh, we know what we're talking about here at Ignition today. I sure hope so. Yes, I hope because so. I have a lot of questions that need to be answered. No, yeah, because because a lot of people do, and and we had a really good discussion before we recorded started the recording. Obviously, a uh, really good discussion about okay, what exactly is when is the Christmas season? What does it entail? What does it encompass, and so on. Well, I think there's so many things that have <clears throat> happened in the last couple of weeks in our time in our in our preparation for Christmas. You know, we we jump right from. Advent into Christmas and in the reality that we're still in this season of Christmas and there's so many feast days and solemnities that fall within that that I kind of forget about and then I go to mass on that Sunday or right. on the holy day yep. and I'm like oh yes that's what's that's what's today we're I want to talk more about Epiphany Sunday that was a big uh, question that I have so many yeah so many questions about so yeah and just as maybe a, a you know sort of a, a backgrounder we've talked in years past, Ignition, we, we, we've done similar podcasts, um, but oftentimes we try to highlight the importance, and we do as a church, highlight the importance of the Advent season as really a time of preparation for Christmas, mm-hmm. uh, but then emphasizing the fact that Christmas starts December 25th, but for the church, lasts for a couple more plus weeks after that. Doesn't end, the, you know, it's sort of uh, in the culture around us, if you will, uh, the, the Christmas season is more of what we call Advent, yeah, absolutely. And it culminates with Christmas yep. and ends. I, I was in a grocery store the day after Christmas, the 26th, um, had to get uh, a, 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 a Christmas card for a family member it was because I was going to see them the following weekend. No more Christmas cards. They're what? gone. 26th of December. You got to be <laughs> kidding me. 
had to go somewhere else. We're only in day two. I know, right? Exactly. We're only in day two. So for the church, it's the beginning of kicks. And it's sort of like it mirrors or it's mirrored by Lent and Easter, Mm -hmm. right? So Lent is this time of preparation. Then Easter Sunday begins the Easter season, which lasts for 50 days. Yep. And I think sometimes we treat it as the end in some ways. Christmas, celebrating it on the 25th. We celebrate Christmas Eve, then the 25th. Yep. And then I think, yeah, the 26th comes around and I think we're done celebrating. But the reality is there's so many things within the church liturgically that help us to enter more deeply into this time of celebrating Christmas even now. Exactly. And this and this is what we're going to talk about today. What does that entail? How do we do that? Because I think one of the great ways for us to build up Catholic culture, if you will, especially in our homes and families and so on, we can have a bit more control. I can't do much about when the grocery store switches sure. out Christmas cards for Valentine's cards sure. or whatever. Which um, are out, by the way. Yeah, that's what, that was what's, what was there instead. Oh Christmas was gone Valentine's. I'm seriously... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but this in our homes we can still celebrate those 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 traditions, mm-hmm. which helps build up that culture, uh, that 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 deeper Catholic culture where we do sort of follow the liturgical year a bit more. Absolutely. So, what are some of the questions that had occurred to you that we talked about earlier that you want to bring up? Okay, so we start with Christmas Day. Yep. Um. Also. Christmas Vigil Mass, yep. first of all. That was a big confusion, I think, for a lot of people. Okay, so is Christmas Eve Mass the same right. as yeah. Christmas Day Mass? Uh, not the same, but uh, does that count, count as the yep. quote-unquote obligation? Yep, I, and I had a, a friend of mine ask me that this year. I mean, mm-hmm. she she said, you know, is, does this count for Christmas Day? And it, uh, yeah, it's it's very similar to, um, you know, going to Mass Saturday night for Sunday. And mm-hmm. the reason for that is that the church— um, this goes back to the, the ancient Jewish roots of our of our Catholic faith. For the the Hebrew day is sundown to sundown. So for the church, we begin the great the high feast, the solemnities like Sunday, like Christmas, like Easter. We actually begin them the evening prior to. Mm-hmm. So Christmas Eve, Christmas evening. Christmas begins the evening before the December 25th. Now, now, interestingly, the church is very generous because the high solemnities, the high feast days don't end at sundown. They actually end then at midnight. Oh, sure. Yeah. So, so Sunday, you can still, you can have Sunday mass, Sunday night, you know, some college campuses, Newman centers Late will have mass, mass like 9, 10 PM. Still, It's well past sundown at that point. Yep. But it's still the church. Within the Sunday. So for the church, you know, uh, Sunday or the high the high feast days lasts. Oh, I don't know what thirty hours ish. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. midnight to midnight plus the evening before. Right. So do you know where, you know, midnight mass is such a common thing on Christmas Eve? Do you know where that tradition yeah, comes so, from? So that actually, I'm glad you brought that up because I was thinking that a bit ago. So it used to be, you know, the, the the even though this the Hebrew calendar was sundown to sundown, and the, you know, prior to Vatican II, I don't know how long the tradition, but but for for a long time there was no Saturday night anticipatory mass for Sunday. Um, this this sort of extension of the high feast days is is mostly post Vatican II. Hmm. So so that's so, so anticipatory mass is really. Yeah, so, came, became common. So midnight, if, if you wanted to go to Mass Christmas Eve, it was at midnight. That was the earliest Mass to go to because Christmas hasn't started yet. To celebrate that really whole Christmas Eve Mass, most like Saturday night Mass for Sunday, that all is just something that lasts 40 years or so. So it's In almost many places. 
Like, I, I can't wait till Christmas morning. Exactly. Let's go at midnight. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yep. Wow. Yeah. That gives me a whole new perspective on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Or on, on midnight, midnight, on midnight mass. mass. Yeah, that was the first mass. Because mm-hmm. I always think, honestly, Why the way midnight? that I view midnight mass is there's something just very tranquil and very peaceful about it. Right. You know, they tend to dim lights within the churches that you might go to, the various churches. Yep. But really, there's an incredible excitement yep. in that, that I can't, it's like, you know, little kids that can't wait to open up their Christmas presents exactly. on Christmas morning. Yep. Okay, wow, beautiful. Okay, so next question. The next big thing that we celebrate, New Year's Day. But it's not the feast of New Year's Day. It's the feast of Our Lady. Yep, It's so it's actually Mother three of God. things. Okay. It's, it's um, the newest of the three is Mary, Mother of God, um, celebrated January 1st. It's also the World Day of Prayer for Peace. And those two were were also post-Vatican II. Pope Paul VI made January 1st the, the feast, the solemnity of Mary, Mother of God, and World Day of Prayer for Peace. Um, but then tra- also traditionally, it's also, well, it's a couple of things. Actually, it's the octave of Christmas, which means it's also the feast. It was traditionally the feast of the circumcision of Jesus because that would happen eight days after the birth sure. of the male, male child. Sure. So that's all January, because January 1st is the eighth day of yep. Christmas. Yep. Okay, and it is a solemnity. Yep. Holy Day of Obligation. Yep. Except when it falls on a Saturday or Monday. See, this is why this gets confusing. I know. There's a lot to keep we're, track we're, of here. And we're going to try to not make it too confusing. <laughs> we were talking about this before. Like, this can get really confusing. But I love how you said it earlier when you were talking about how all of these are opportunities to enter more deeply into right. the celebration of, right. of the Christmas season. Yep. Okay, so we, we celebrate... Uh, uh, Our Lady Theotokos, Mother yep. of God, yep. World Day of Peace, and the third thing, remind me. The uh, circumcision. And circumcision. Okay. So then after that Holy Day of Obligation, yep. after that feast day on January 1st, then the next Sunday is Epiphany. Right. Correct? In most places. Now, traditionally, Epiphany is, is January 6th. So in, in, in the Vatican, it's still celebrated January 6th. It's the 12th day of Christmas. That's where the song comes from. Sure. So on the twelfth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me, and I can't remember the all yep, of them. Yep, yep, um, So traditionally, twelve days after Christmas is January sixth is the feast of the Epiphany. However, in the United States, I think nationwide, um, many years ago, we moved because the Epiphany is an is is a feast that the bishops wanted as many people as possible to observe. Mm-hmm. They transferred it to the Sunday to the Sunday. After New Year's. Okay. So the first Sunday of the new year, the first Sunday after New Year's, after after January 1st, the first Sunday after January 1st is the, the Feast of the Epiphany. Okay, that's super fascinating. So then Epiphany, this is just making me laugh because these are all things that I should know. You know no, what I mean? No, like, well, yes and no, Emily. This is this is <laughs> like I was. I just had a conversation last night. I was driving around Sioux Falls, um, talking to a friend, and I was going to his house. And he said, "Okay, do I?" I'm, I'm, so do I turn in Claudette? He goes, "I don't know. It's the first right after Bonson." Yeah. Or on Bonson after, when you turn turn off twenty sixth, like. I could give the he he could tell you you take uh, the first right and then the second left and whatever. Buy this it. thing, but he doesn't know the name of the streets. Yep. Yep. 
That's this, yeah, absolutely. When we That's grow a great up example. as Catholics, mm-hmm. you know, we just do what we do. But you know, like so many things, you just do what you do. And but when, well, why do you do that? I don't know. Yeah, That's, I do what I do. Right. So. And you, we might have little memories of things that we've learned along the yep. way about yep. this time. But even this last Sunday, celebrating the Feast of the Epiphany, I was really brought back to. Okay, why is it that we're celebrating this? You know, right. it's it's the revelation to the to the Gentiles. Yep. And so particularly we we spend a lot of time in that liturgy praying and, and remembering the the wise men. Yep. Can you talk a little bit about that, where yeah. that comes from? So the um the feast of the epiphany, epiphany means manifestation. So uh, a manifestation of God, and in particular, here it's the manifestation of God to the Gentiles. So if you look at all of Old Testament history, was God, well, not all of, the vast majority of Old Testament history was God working with the people of Israel, mm-hmm. right? Um, from the book of Genesis on, and and this is the people through whom he is going to bless the entire world. So it's very, God is very, in a sense, focused on, um, not exclusively, but but salvation history is focused on them so that through them they can the, all the nations will be blessed. Yep. Uh, but but it's focused on the Jewish people, the mm-hmm. people of Israel. Uh, it's it's though the revelation of Epiphany though shows us the manifestation of 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 God to the Gentiles in Epiphany is where Jesus not having having been born now God shows that His plan reminds His people my plan isn't just for you. It's for all people. Mm-hmm. And so the, the, the Epiphany, the Feast of the Epiphany, is when we see Gentiles, the Magi, coming from the East. They weren't Jewish. Um, and they came to do, do homage, or some translation, adore the Christ child, to come the, the newborn king of the Jews. Sure. So however they came to know, you know, however God was working their minds and their hearts, they set out on pilgrimage, probably from modern-day Iran, Persia, um, and and journeyed to Israel to Bethlehem, and we know they stopped by Jerusalem, where is the newborn King of the Jews, uh, and then they they follow the star to Bethlehem and 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 offer Jesus the gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh as sure. as a, as a, as a young child, um, somewhere under two. We don't we don't know that it was just immediately like within days. You know, we celebrate it a few you know a couple weeks after the birth. It was it was probably a little bit longer than that, but when he was still young. Yeah, the three wise men are believed. Correct me if I'm wrong. Astronomers, essentially, uh, or, or uh, scientists, scientists of, of some, some sort, sort right? Yes. Yeah, Magi, you know, that, that we, you know, what, what exactly? Because the, the we we the, we find reference to they called magi in the Gospel of Matthew. What is and, and Emily just said this is again audio, not video. So <laughs> Emily's mouth. What is magi? Um, you should have said that on on the air, Emily, because I could have said I really don't know. That was me hinting. Give me a definition. No, we don't have one. Oh, great. Okay. Because w- there's speculation, but we don't. Mark's Matthew, rather sorry, Matthew's the only only one who refers to them, um, and we have some just some other evidence, historical yeah. evidence. Yeah. Some some vague ideas that they mm-hmm. were scientists or astronomers or astrologers, mm-hmm. but who were then like astronomers, uh, but really were you know it, it's it's a little bit of a yeah loss with what they, yes exactly mm-hmm. what exactly a, a, yep. a magi were yep. we we that's that's the best understanding we have the whole what tradition kings thing, has guided the whole us kings to. thing is added um it, it, I hate to say added later but but that's not strictly found in Matthew's gospel it's possible they were kings and there's reasons why historically why we think they may have been royalty but scripture just taught they're referred to as magi sure 
And in that way, I think there's actually a beautiful way that the church invites us to celebrate as we reflect upon the three kings coming to adore the Lord um, as that royalty, you know, as we've been really uh, praying with the Prince of Peace coming, you know, the king, the king of the Jews, all those things. It would be fitting that they would have been kings and that they would have come and done homage to the greater king. Mm -hmm. So, although, you know, did they know that he was God himself? Probably not, but you never know. Have you seen the nativity story? I haven't. Okay, I... I meant you to should watch, watch it, it and let me know what you with think. With my family. I meant to do that. I didn't get it done. I had an opportunity to watch it. It was the first time that I'd seen it with <clears> my family this year. Um, and one of the things that I loved about it, and this is why I would love for for our listeners and for you, Chris, to watch it and then send us some feedback. I thought they had a really interesting depiction of the three wise men. They actually um, use them as kind of a comedy a little oh, bit really? throughout okay. the time. Um, they're just, they're very funny characters, these three men, and, and they are ready to go on this very intensive, long journey right. to Bethlehem yep. because they'd been following the star. And basically they talk about how when this star aligns, um, there this prophecy will be fulfilled kind of thing. And so um, they they go on this journey and they depict them as, as wealthy, wise men, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, so I'd just be really interested mm. to hear kind of your thoughts on them because it definitely brought a new perspective to me as I celebrated the Feast of the Epiphany right, on right. Sunday, yep. um, looking at these three wise men and their journey, the way that they came, um, they, they traversed afar. You yes, know, that's, where that, that's where that hymn comes exactly. from. Yep. Um, and it follows them along this long journey to meet Jesus Christ and mm. they see him in the manger. And, right. and it. I just loved the facial expressions that they knew something was different here. Right, right. Which right. I thought was fascinating. Yep. Okay, so Epiphany, and then we have one more thing before the Christmas season ends, correct? Yes, and actually I want to back up earlier because um, we went from Christmas to New Year's, but there's also the Feast of the Holy Family Oh, that's right. in between there. Normally that falls on, vast majority of times that will fall the Sunday after Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this little thing, what happens when Christmas is on a Sunday, New Year's Day is also on a Sunday. Then that, that feast is transferred to the Friday after Christmas. But that's the, the point, though, is regardless of whether it's on the Sunday after or that, that Friday sometimes, this is a feast where we celebrate the Holy Family and therefore celebrate families in general. Hmm. So, you know, we're, excuse me, we're in the midst of this, this um, we're between these two synods mm-hmm. in the Catholic Church on, on marriage family. and family. So just a, a good time to reflect again, as we do every year, uh, in the Christmas season on the importance of families and looking to the Holy Family in particular. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yeah, so Christmas Day, Holy Family, New Year's Day, Epiphany, again, Epiphany, traditionally January 6th, um, but in many places, the, the the first Sunday after January 1st. And then we have the second Sunday after January 1st is the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord. And that's the, that's the last day of the Christmas season. So we are recording this on, what is today, Wednesday, the 7th of January, Something I think. Something like that. Um, so this coming Sunday is the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord. And that will end the Christmas season. So is that the last day of the Christmas season or the first day of ordinary time? The last day of the Christmas season. Okay, so really, so it falls within the season of Christmas. It does, yep. It's sort of the hinge because, uh, and you and I were talking about this before, um, before we, we recorded, 
it's sort of the hinge because ordinary time isn't humdrum and so on. Ordinary time is where in the readings we're looking in particular at Jesus's teachings in his public and what he did in his public ministry. So the gospel readings throughout ordinary time focus on what Jesus said and taught during his public ministry mm -hmm. when he was about 30 years old um, until Holy Week. Um, his public ministry began when he was baptized in the river Jordan by John the Baptist. Yep. And so that's why the the feast of the baptism of the Lord is this hinge, if you will, mm -hmm. where in, from which we transition from the Christmas season to ordinary time. Sure. One more question then. So where is the presentation in the temple? February 2nd. Riddle me that one, Batman. I, uh, sorry, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I'll tell you why. Well, I'll tell yeah. you why February 2nd, because it's 40 days after sure. Christmas. And yep. the presentation, so the presentation is when, so you have the circumcision of, of the male child eight days after birth, and then you have the purification where uh, and the presentation of the temple where the child will be brought 40 days after the birth to the, t uh, after his or her birth or his birth. I don't know if it's male children or all children, but they'd be brought to the temple um, 40 days later. Jesus was born. We celebrate Jesus's birth, rather, yep. December twenty fifth. Forty days later is February second. Wow! So February second is the feast of the presentation of the Lord. Okay. okay so final question. Um, you know, by the time well, that Emily, we got like five minutes left, so you better have more questions than no. That. This is a big question. Oh, okay. Okay. So the by the time a lot of our listeners are going to be are probably hearing this podcast, we'll be pretty much entering out of the Christmas yep. season. Um. But I think that, well, okay, I have two questions. Um, are there, have you heard of any traditions, any things that uh, your family does, other families do that keep you in the spirit of Christmas? You know, so, we talked about earlier, it's like Christmas Day comes, it goes, and yeah, then it's done. Yeah, are there things yeah. that you've heard? So one, uh, yeah, obviously one of the things that a lot of people do in, in our country for in many places to celebrate Christmases, Christmas tree, Christmas ornaments, Christmas lights. Mm -hmm. Keep them up till Sunday. Hmm. Now it's not always, especially if you have a if you have a real tree and it's been up since Thanksgiving weekend. Thank you. You, you just tired. barely get to Christmas. <laughs> uh, but but you know if you can whether okay maybe the tree can't stay up that long if if you have a real tree or, or whatever maybe you're sure. just tired of the tree. <laughs> but doing something in terms of your the decorations that you have up for Christmas. Yeah. Keep them up until the baptism of the Lord. Mm -hmm. um, that that that's frankly a, one thing that we try to do. Now, our tree, as we record this, our tree might be coming down. I don't know what's going on in my house as it's we the speak, day. Uh, but it could be the day. But we'll still do other things. We'll leave some things up, some lights on yeah. through the the feast of the baptism of the Lord, just as a reminder to ourselves and yeah. maybe to anybody. Like, why the heck? Why they? It's like Christmas yeah. is like so last year, man. Mm -hmm. Why are there lights on? Mm -hmm. Well. It's because it's still the Christmas season. Yeah, absolutely. A nativity in the same way. You know, so many families have a nativity scene within their uh, within their home yep. that they did like to display, leaving that up yep. until the baptism of the Lord. Yeah, and, and one thing you talked about, you know, a great thing to do to sort of observe, if you will, the Christmas season with a nativity is to have the wise men yep. somewhere else yep. until Epiphany. Yep. You know, to reflect in that that they, as they traverse so far, the journey they make. I know some, you know, we've done this before. We didn't do this this year, but in years past, we've had the the wise men, the magi, uh, the little figures. Journeying through the home. Uh, through the home, you know, yeah, they start in rooms away and yep. then work their way as Christmas gets closer. Close, and, and Well, 
as Epiphany gets closer, they're closer and closer, and then yep. they finally get to the manger scene on Epiphany. Yeah, and oh, then, I love yeah, that. and then Great leaving idea. that up, as you said, leaving that up until the baptism of the Lord, the whole manger scene, yeah. as a reminder that we're still in the Christmas season. And another one that a ton of families do, um, but something that I should, I need to adopt in my life, not putting Jesus in the manger until, until Christmas. Christmas. Yep. yep. You know how often do we just yep. put it all together because that's what we do? We have our Christmas Advents, decorating yep. day, and yep. we're gonna get it all out. But there's something really beautiful about holding, withholding Jesus. Yeah. Until that time, yeah. um, and in the same way, had that that journey of, and that's you know part of again the the Catholic ethos to use a big five dollar word. The Catholic sense uh, is is to have a time of preparation and frankly penance, but then to feast. Yeah, for well weeks mm-hmm. in both the case of easter several weeks but even the the the, the season of christmas is at least oh, it's over 2 weeks long yeah. it varies again the calendar minutia we don't have time to get into um but but the 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 christmas season more is more than just a day mm-hmm. so we spend that time of advent try and this is maybe something to think about for this coming advent this ne- the next advent um in uh, december 15 now um so that's why it can be a, a beautiful thing to try to enter into the advent season as a time of preparation and penance and then so you kick off the celebration christmas eve or christmas day yeah. for the next couple of weeks yep. into yep. early january Absolutely. And really this time of Christmas is boosting us into this time of ordinary time. Yep. You know, there's so many things that in light of our celebration of the Christmas season, in light of the gift of the Magi, in light of, um, you know, the Feast of Our Lady, Prayer for Peace, all of those things, um, I think that can help us to enter more fully into this next season. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Again, I mentioned this earlier. Ordinary doesn't mean humdrum. I mean, it has that sense. As I think you mentioned as we were uh, coming to, to recording, January it's a dark, it's still cold, it's very yep. cold as we're recording yep. this. Um, Christmas season is going to end, but but still, it's it's as we enter into ordinary time. This is again in, in our readings, the the Sunday Gospels is looking at what Jesus did and said in his public ministry. It's definitely a time for us to, in a sense, rejoice over what Jesus did and 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 taught. And how he continues to work and teach in our own lives, our own families today. Mm-hmm. Well, Chris, thank you so much for taking time to answer some of these questions. I love that example that you gave of your friend that was giving you directions to his house. How does he not know the name of that yeah, street? Yeah, you know, the yeah. street to his house or yeah. whatever it might be. But I think that's a great example of sometimes even as as Catholics that have been practicing for many years or whatever it might be, sometimes we need to be reminded yep. of these things, why it is that we celebrate these feast days, where they fall, why they're there, uh, why the church offers them to us. So thank you for answering our yeah, question. Absolutely. And I, and I think, again, the reason to talk about this, is, well, Christmas is almost over. Why talk about it? Right. It, it, well, there's always next year, right? And yep. it's, for me, at least, knowing is half the battle. Yep. Knowing is, it allows me, that, okay, the next time around, I can try to do better. And that, frankly, I've known this for a long time, but I'm every year I'm trying to enter into it more and more fully, celebrate it more and more. So, yeah, absolutely. Thanks for being here to help co-host today, Emily. Thank you. Yeah, so uh, that will wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, as uh, mentioned at the beginning of the show, you can email us with any questions, ignition at sfcatholic.org, or you can tweet to us at sfdiocese using the hashtag ignition uh, with any thoughts, any questions, or any topics you might have for future episodes. Thanks for listening, and until next time, dear listeners, may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening. 
You can find archives of this and past episodes online at sfcatholic.org. Click on Media and then Audio Files. You can also subscribe to the Ignition Podcast in the iTunes Store. Remember to tune in every Thursday afternoon at 2 o'clock on Lamb Catholic Radio on 91.3 FM in Hartford and Sioux Falls and on 88.9 FM in Ipswich and Aberdeen or online at lambradio.com.